0: Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast uh, My name is Keith I'm John And this is a podcast where we uh, come to show that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror It's a window where we come to see God and what he has to say about himself yeah. um, And so we're still in Samuel,
1: but in 2 Samuel Second Samuel, so yeah. you see a transition here, right? Yeah. Um, and what you're going to see is this book is going to start off much like Joshua mm-hmm. judges and all those books right mm. there first Samuel was largely about a leader right right um, Saul a right. bad one at that yeah but then it goes on and the book starts off and it says this um after the death of Saul thus yeah. far after the death has been used of good mm. leaders right mm-hmm. after the death of Moses after the death of joshua and it reminds us that god's work outlives god's workers but now we see after the death of saul and part of that is good news because Mm. so it's the bad news is uh good leaders don't last forever Mm. the good news is bad Bad leaders don't don't last forever forever. amen so the bad leader left yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely man and we talked about a little bit before just like The that my 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 uh, tagline for this section was just you left a mess, Mm. you (sighs) left a mess, and I'm talking about Saul. Like Saul literally leaves a mess, the nation, and David has to clean it up. Right, and it's just, it's like yeah, it's like unfair, Um, and it's just crazy that man we don't realize, you know how um, how our decisions and our sins can. you know directly
1: affect the next generation that's what i'm saying it it, we talk all the time about how we don't live in a vacuum right just in the sense of no your sin affects the people that are uh, uh, around you but i don't think we talk enough about no no listen Mm. uh your sin actually outlives you yeah right right? absolutely yeah yeah Mm. like and this is this is literally
0: in this story, but it's like no, no. Like you think about the structure of the Bible, right. Adam and Eve, fam. <laughs> right, like, right? Y'all sin. We still feeling it to this to this day. <laughs> to this day. To this day. We still feeling it, and it's like we have to remember those things now. Like we got to right. think about that now. That's God knows that, right? Right. Right. That's right. part of the reason He tells us to be faithful now because we don't. We have no idea who to touch. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. Even at the beginning of this here, man, like, David is weeping. He's in tears. Look at the compassion. For He's Saul. a complicated brother, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, bro. Like, yeah. the Bible is so um, complex and it's so, like, nuanced nuanced and real. Like, you see the dynamic character that David is where he literally weeps and avenges Saul. And Saul was trying to kill him. Right. So you, you, you think about what Jesus says, love your enemies, fam. This is loving. Like, he Ugh. really loved his enemy. Right. And he had, there seems to be like, man, this just this respect and reverence for the authority that God has put in place. Right. Over his people. Mm-hmm. Right. David respected Saul to the point that he had mad chances to kill him. Right. And he had this reverence for him like, yo, that's God's anointed. However, he still did not fail to uh, call out his missteps in his right. sex mm. as well. So it's like those things can be held together right. in tension.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not an all or none. It's not like either I take somebody and make excuses for their failings right. or um I reject them and call out every little thing that they do, but it's like no, no, no. I can accept the fact that God has placed them here. Mm. And part of me accepting the fact that God has placed them here and respecting yeah. God placing them here is to call them out on ways that they've deviated from God's Absolutely. pathway and agenda. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bro.
0: And yeah, that happens. Uh, David avenges Saul. He's like, this is Malachi, got to go. you know. And he's also broken over his friend Jonathan. Right. right? And it's like the nation of Israel is broken too. Um, over this. And he's like, yo, y'all need to remember this song and sing it as well because this is not just um, a casual death, right? Yeah. This is a national outcry. Mm. Uh, a leader has gone. People have gone from us. And you see in chapter two where it's like, like I said before, like Saul leaves a mess and the, Saul, the Saul-eyed spirit <laughs> is still in his crib. It's still right. in his house. His kids, his, his kids are literally taking on what he was doing, and literally trying to fight against the house of David, right, over the kingship. So yeah. you have the people of God against each other, right? We think today the people of God are just now <laughs> right. getting man. This stuff been going on for centuries, right? Yeah. Where the people have got to divide it, yeah. over stuff to mm. the point where they are really to be willing to be violent with one another, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yo, it's yo.
1: crazy. Yeah, Go ahead. what I love about this, and what I love about David showing himself that he's a true king is you see this like this like rhythm a habit that's built up. Yeah. So the very first thing that he does after it talks about the death of Saul, chapter two starts off and it said David inquired of the Lord. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, it's it's not something that he consciously thinks about. It mm. is a reflex. It is so ingrained in him that when problems hit, Like that comes out. And I think, man, that's just a model for us, especially as we think of God and who God is being reminded that God doesn't grow weary with giving David the direction of what he should do. But even as there is this whole mess that David didn't start that he has to clean up, Mm -hmm. God is going to be gracious to instruct him and tell him and guide him through how it is that he should clean up. That mess, and at the end of the day, that's going to earn him credibility with the very people that he's going to lead. Right,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah, we even see in chapter three it's like layers to this, my g. So it's like the house of Saul is versus the house of David, and then it's like the house of Saul turns against the house of Saul. Right. <laughs> so you have Abner, uh, Abner, and uh, Ishbosheth, who basically turn against each other. Right. And it's like now Saul's people. It's just so much chaos. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, folks are dying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and folks get killed and then, yeah, Abner dies and the Ish-bosheth, uh, Ish-bosheth dies. And it's just like, yeah, again, like, we just don't have the foresight, right? Like, to see what will happen of our bad decisions. And, <clears throat> and I said this before, like, man, we could just learn something about transitioning well in general.
1: Oh, uh, that's good. David
0: has to clean up the mess, right? Mm. But what we have to realize is that we have to, we make it hard for who comes behind us when we don't steward well what is right in front of us. Ah. Right? Saul had was had all his power, all his influence, had the kingdom. Yeah. And he didn't steward it well. Right. Right? Right yep. in front of him. But who came behind him mm. had it hard because right. he didn't, you know, steward was running right. right from. So it's, so it's like, man, like, I think that's just the crazy part about it. And like you said here, uh, Yeah, David is just showing himself faithful by the way he inquires of the Lord, by the way he takes up for um, those who were uh, killed. And it's just crazy, bro, that, yeah, God is showing that this is the king that he wanted
1: all along, bro. Yep. And one of the ways that God's going to show it is during his reign, God is going to take this messy thing and unify it, right? Yeah. So we serve a God that is going to continue... To repeat the storyline that he did from day one when the earth was formless and void. Yeah. Uh, God's going to take the chaos and make something beauty. Make something beautiful out of the chaos. Yeah. And he does that
0: in the person of Jesus, right? Mm. Like we all have made a mess of our own lives. Right. Right. And yep. our kids, in a sense, will have their mess. And right. Our, their kids will have their mess. Yeah. But the beauty of the gospel is Jesus comes down not just to get messy Uh, but to get bloody ah that's it right he dies on the cross for our sins and he cleans up our mess internally Mm. and he promises to one day clean up all of the mess that is in this world forever and that's the beauty of the gospel